Welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I hope you're having an amazing day, amazing week. I hope that the Word of God is so alive inside of you. I hope that, I mean, you are just taking over your everything you touch in the name of Jesus. I tell you, I am so excited to be here. I am just pumped up. We've been talking about refreshing your relationship with Jesus Christ. This is something we all need to do. This is something we all need to say, wait a second, where's Jesus? Scale of zero to 10. Where's he at today? Where's he at tomorrow? Every day that I get up, where are you at, Jesus? He should be the first thing on your mind. He, when, when you're making uh, life decisions, it should be, well, God, what do you have to say about this? You should have discernment and operation in your life. You should be having gifts of healing in operation in your life. You should be walking in the power of prophecy and prophesying over yourself, prophesying over your family. I'm telling you, there's so much God has in store for us, but if we're not careful, we'll grow cold, we'll grow weary in doing good, and we'll wonder, God, where are you? God's right where he said he would be. He's living on the inside of you. He is strong. He is powerful. He is anointed. He has broken everything by the power of that anointing that would ever cause you to to, to lose in life. Jesus became poor in everything that you, that I, could become rich in everything. Praise the Lord. But I want to encourage you tonight. I want you to stand up and say, you know what? This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it. I've never had a bad day. I don't qualify. I got the maker of heaven and earth living on the inside of me. I tell you, it is such a powerful walk. When you get that relationship right, when you get that understanding of the old, the most important relationship I have is with the Son of God. Think of the privilege that you have. Think of the amazing privilege that you as a human being receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior have direct access to develop a relationship with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with the Father, the triune God, the maker of everything seen and everything that is unseen. But we've got to recognize some of the traps that we can run into that can really rob us of quality relationships with not only God, but ourselves and with others. Two weeks ago, we talked about that competitive, controlling nature that some people have. You know what? God has liberated you by the power of the Spirit. And you've got to receive that. God's not trying to control you. You can't control him. You're not competing with your brother or your sister. You are the vessel of God's glory. And there is no ladder to climb. There is nothing to control. He ultimately owns it all. He fashioned it all. He knows it from the beginning to the end. He knows what you have need of. And there's no amount of our control that's going to contribute to anything good. And God is not against you. He is for you in every possible way. You know, sometimes we tend to get overactive or overzealous for God. We talked about that with Martha last week. You know, it's all about the doing and the job getting done. And you hear the presence of God is sitting right there in your midst. He just wants you to sit down with him. He just wants you to talk with him. 
you know, he just wants you to develop a relationship with him. He just wants to fill you and refill you and refill you and refill you, take you from glory to glory. He wants to develop that kind of relationship for you. He's for you in every possible way. But I want to talk to you tonight about aggression and, and accommodating. You know, sometimes we can get a little bit too zealous and we can get a little too aggressive, right, for the right standing with God that we, if we're not careful, we'll push God away. You know, he's, God is a gentle God. God is not an aggressive God. You know, and sometimes we can be too accommodating where we don't really share the gospel. You know, that one side we're being aggressive and telling people they're wrong and this and that and the other. And man alive, you've got to get your life right with God. And, you know, that hellfire and brimstone message, that is not of God. You know, you should not be receiving a gospel that says, look out, your, your life is at risk for going to hell when you've already received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know what? You just got to pick up the pieces of your life and say, no, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And it's only by my faith that I can make that profession. And I believe it with all my heart, not because I think I'm good enough or whatever, but I know that Jesus is good enough and he's made a way where there seems to be no way. And I need to be expressive of that back towards God. And I need to be expressive of that towards people around me. You know, I can't be hard. I can't be difficult all the time. I got to let my guard down. I got to, you know, not always be so aggressive. But on that other side, you know, when you become so accommodating, so, you know, people-pleasing and all of that kind of thing, you know, I wouldn't want to ruffle anybody's feathers or, you know, whatever. Be careful because you're going to get run over by, by people. That's just their nature, especially these aggressive ones, you know. They can be angry. They can be mean. They can, you know, take things that aren't theirs and they don't even have an apology for it. They're going to come and get all they can and can all they get. And if you're not careful, they're going to come and get it from you. We can't allow the influence, the negative, I mean, influence of people to influence our relationship with God. And I've seen it happen time and time again. The people attack people, right? And then all of a sudden someone gets hurt and all of a sudden they walk away from Jesus. Well, where in the world did God have anything to do with either side of that thing? One side being aggressive, the other side being passive and submissive to the point where you just allow yourself to be hurt over and over and over again. This is not a godly relationship. God is not out to hurt you. God is out to bless you in every possible way. But he's also calling you by the truth and saying, listen, you can become who I call called you to become. And some of you need to awaken to that. That's a real relationship with God, your Father, that says He's for me. God wants to help me. He's going to be there to aid me. He's going to help me through this thing. I shouldn't have to get hurt. I shouldn't have to be the victim again. I shouldn't have to get run over again. I don't need to just be accommodating so, accommodating so I can please people. you got to know who you are in Jesus Christ. And that doesn't come with aggressiveness. That doesn't come with judgment and control and all those other things. No. No, there's a healthy balance. And we've been talking about healthy balances. You know, faith and corresponding action. Truth and grace. That was last week. And now this week we're actually talking about 
You know, knowing who I am to the point where I don't need to be aggressive with it or, you know, uh, uh, even, uh, what do they call that, uh, uh, conceited and, and all that kind of thing. No, I, I can just know who I am in Christ and, and know how to stand up for myself as it relates to that. And so that creates a healthier balance, and that actually will help build your relationship with God because you'll actually start to understand him better by doing that. We all know that you can't have an aggressive, you know, and then a submissive, overly, overly aggressive, overly submissive marriage, you know, where the husband or the wife is overly aggressive and then the other is overly submissive. You can't have a friendship like that. You can't, you know, have uh, words of, endear of endearment towards each other when, when that kind of relationship is so far out of balance. God is calling us to balance. God is calling us to refresh this incredible relationship with Jesus Christ. But we got to see the relationship for what it is, not what we're telling ourselves that it is. God's not mad at you. Well, yes, he is. I, you know, every time I do something, he's right there. No, no, no. God is not mad at you. What in the world? I mean, how could you have a, a God who's continually mad at you, Right? And then have a, a meaningful relationship. You can't do that in person. Certainly you wouldn't be able to do that with God. God's a loving God. God's a caring God. God wants to give you all that he is. And he's given you the capacity to receive it all because you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. But you've got to see yourself that way. So let's read a little bit here. Uh, there's, there's, I'm sure if you've been around uh, the church for long enough, you've heard of this person's name before, and her name is Jezebel. And in Revelation 2.20, it says, Nonetheless, I have this against you, this is Jesus speaking, you tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. So here you have this nature of Jezebel who absorts the authority of the king of uh, Israel of the day, and she turns this whole relationship upside down, and she turns it against her husband. She turns it against Elijah. She turns it against the people of God. She kills the prophet. She does all these kinds of things, and she does it out of an aggressive nature towards a passive nature. You got to grab a hold of this. Ahab was not a bad man. It's just he had a passive nature about himself. He didn't have a close walk with God to know who he was, know what his position was, know that God gave him that position, and know that Jezebel had a position as well. But when the, when the whole thing got tip topsy turvy, it really became apparent that there's a relationship problem, a relationship of Jezebel towards God because she's being aggressive in her nature. Nature, aggressive and overpowering and you know she she has this high tension personality that's constantly making people feel inferior you've got Elijah running for his life from this woman that is not the will of God you should not be a, like Elijah even towards God running for your life because you know you, you think God's out to get you God is not out to get you he loves you with an everlasting love he gave his only begotten son for you he isn't against you he's for you 
And, you know, this, this whole aggressive nature can really become problematic, not only in your relationship with Christ, it can become problematic in your marriage, it can become problematic in the church, it can become problematic in a business, in a government. I mean, the end of the earth, it, you couldn't find the end of this, even at the ends of the earth, because there's this aggressive nature. It's all about, no, I'm not here to get the activate the power of free will, which is what God's given to you. I'm here to tell you how it's going to be and how it's going to happen and get out of my way because if you don't, you're going to get hurt in the process. But don't allow yourself on the flip side of that to become the person who's overly people-pleasing because you will get hurt. Not saying you get aggressive, but I am saying you, you, you begin to declare over your life who you are. And I promise you, you're going to start to see your relationship with God go to whole new levels as you continue to correct these relationship issues that you have with Christ even. How you're seeing him. He is not aggressive. He is patient. He is kind. And he's calling us to become patient, become kind. <laughs> Amen. But also to know who we are in Jesus Christ. We aren't a bunch of panty waste, I'll tell you. If you are to be a, ma a true man or a true woman, you need to do it for Christ. And if you'll learn to do that, I promise you, you'll become a supernatural being that will go beyond human comprehension, and you'll begin to see miracles, signs, and wonders as revival begins to unfold in every area of your life. You know, that aggressive person, you know, can use emotional abuse. Some of you out there have been abused emotionally, and you're seeing God that way. God does not abuse people. God does not do that. You, you've got to erase that, maybe that father figure or that abusive husband or that abusive boyfriend or whatever, you know, that you, 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 you can't live in a relationship with Christ effectively by thinking of him the way you think of that, that abuser in your life. You shouldn't have to feel like you've got to walk around on eggshells, that every little thing that I do, you know, God's just up in heaven. He's just waiting for me to mess up so he can correct me. No, no, no. He, he, he loves you. <laughs> he wants you to come closer to him. You know, he, he doesn't want you to, to, to be a prodigal son who never comes back to him because of the foolish things that you've done. No, he wants you to come to him. He's not an angry bully. He's not abusive. He's not a God that just wants to send you to hell. He's not a God that just wants to punish you. Will he, will he uh, punish those whom he loves? Of course he will. But it's not to hurt you. It's to bless you. It's to, it's to curb you. It's to put you back on track with the will that he has for your life where there's nothing missing. There's nothing broken. You shouldn't feel intimidated by the presence of God. So many people are intimidated by that. I, I know that there's people even in the congregation, we can have this incredible praise and worship going on, but it's difficult to, to raise a hand or to clap a hand or to sing a song or to, you know, get into the presence of God because you're, you're so afraid of what might happen, how you might look. You see, that's a sign of a relationship that isn't, refreshed. 
And God wants to refresh that relationship with you. You know, there is order. There is structure in the church. And there needs to be order. There needs to be structure. But that order and structure is not there to harm you. It's there to nurture you. It's there to guide you. You know, you've got shepherds at Faith Builders Church Pastor Barb, my senior pastor, my shepherd in my life. You got Bishop and Pastor Gloria, shepherds over her. And you've got this incredible rich lineage that if you'll just come, not 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 become so accommodating that you're just giving yourself over to people, that's not the will of God. We've talked about that. But if you'll you'll fall under the grace that is there under those mantles. And you'll begin to receive the instruction that we have for you. I promise you, what I talk to you about, what Pastor Barb talks to you about from this pulpit or in person, we're not trying to promote something that's not true. We're promoting something that is true, that we have experience with, that we can actually demonstrate in our own personal lives. And we don't want it just for ourselves. We want it for you. If I wanted it just for myself, I would never come up here again. I would go out and I'd live my own life for Jesus, and I'd do what, you know, he had for me to do. But at the same time, I know that I would have a check in my spirit to walk away from what God has for me here. It's not every day that you want to just get up and go to church. It's not every day that you just want to get up and pray. It's not every day you just want to get up and read your Bible. It's not every day you want to just get up and fast and, and pray and, and, and really, you know, get in tune with the Spirit of God. It's not every day you want to get up and prophesy. It's not every day you want to get up and, and go and minister to someone, you know, that needs the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. It's not every day. But my walk of faith since the early 90s till now, is one that is still strong. It is one that I continue to reignite those flames, reignite that fire in my life. And you know what? I have to watch myself so that I don't become competitive, so I don't become controlling, so I don't become, you know, so look at what I do and, you know, therefore I get this or become so passive in my nature that I let everybody else do everything or, you know, this aggressive, you know, or overly accommodating kind of relationship. These are powerful truths that if you'll just really grab them, you'll really begin to understand how much God has in store for you, how much he wants to give you all things that pertain to life and to godliness. I mean, my goodness, there isn't any more that he could give to you. And again, I say this a lot, but he's not only given you all that he has, but he's given you the capacity to receive it all in this life and to maintain it in the life to come. I just want to encourage every person that's out there, you know, if you have felt abuse, praise the Lord, let it go. Let it go right now. Father God, I just pray over anyone who feels abused, Father God, who's been abused. And I just thank you right now, Father God, that that person is healed of that abuse. I thank you that it's by the stripes that Jesus, the abuse that Jesus took upon his body, that these people are healed of their abuse. And that they won't walk with a relationship with men or with women or, or, or with God or with themselves from that place of abuse any longer. I thank you right now that he whom the Son sets free is free 
indeed. I don't know who I was praying for, probably more than one, but I hope you grab a hold of that prayer. Uh, the prayers of a righteous man. I am a righteous man because I declare it over my life by faith, and I am the righteousness of, 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 of Christ Jesus, and I am here to tell you that the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. You can grab a hold of that thing and be forever healed of all your past, of all the abuse that you have ever taken in your life, and he whom that son sets free is free indeed. It's not of works that any person could boast. It's by the power of God. It's God doing what only God can do. Well, I hate to say it, but I'm coming to the end of this message. I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you're refreshing that relationship with God. I hope it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger and I'm going to continue this message for a few more weeks here, and I hope you're blessed because of it. I hope you receive what I'm talking about because, you know what, without God, what in the world are we doing? What in the world are we doing? Without that relationship, what are we doing? The number one relationship you should have right is your relationship with your Heavenly Father. If you get that relationship right, I promise you these relationships will get right as well. And if you look at that, that is the perfect cross. My relationship with Him and my relationship with others. Hallelujah. I want to make sure everybody has this opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can't develop a relationship without starting one, and this is your opportunity to do that. This is not only an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's the opportunity for you to come back to Jesus as well. It's also an opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to get my relationship back on track with God. Thank you, Jesus. So let's say this prayer together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hey, if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you're a brand new creation in him. And praise the Lord. Put a post there. Say, I received Jesus Christ. Put a post in the feed down below that says, I've come back to Christ. Or put a post down below that says, I've been refreshed in my relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to personally invite every single one of you to our Sunday services. Pastor Barb will have an amazing message just for you. Bring a friend, bring a family member, bring someone that's a neighbor, bring a coworker, bring people. We're here to, to, to give people the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ, get their relationships right with Christ. And we have our services both at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sundays. So God bless you all and continue to refresh your relationship in Christ.